What's up, guys? And thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got plenty to talk about on today's show. Craven the Hunter, that Sony Spider-Man movie that will be coming to theaters in a couple of years, has its lead actor. It is a surprise and a familiar face to people who are familiar with the Marvel movies, so we'll talk about that, as well as what Sony's plans are for connecting the Tom Holland Spider-Man to these solo movies that they're making. We know Venom's coming out, we know Morbius is coming out, Morbius is coming out. now we know Craven's coming out, and we have an actor for that movie. Sony says, quote, they have a plan for how they're going to do this, we'll talk about that plan later on. Also, uh, another Sony solo movie Apparently in development is Black Cat. We know there was a black and silver movie that was supposed to also feature silver. Uh, Sable, that movie no longer happening, but a black cat movie is apparently still moving forward. And they even have an actor in mind for the role. And she, too, is a familiar face to uh, to, Marvel, to Spider-Man movies for sure. So, again, that was an interesting thing. We also got something on uh, Black Panther spinoff. Denia Guerrero set to uh, reprise that role in not just... The movie that's going to be the sequel, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, but also a Disney Plus uh, uh, spinoff of the, the Black Panther universe as well. Uh, we got production wrapping up on a major Marvel movie. We got Marvel movies getting pushed back, and we got Carlos Valdez speaking about his departure from the Flash. The Cisco, uh, the Cisco character, is set to be leaving. We know later on this year, and he kind of spoke a little bit about how that may look and how long this process has been in crafting that exit. So we have plenty of stuff to get to on today's show. We want to make sure we get through everything. So let me get to my guys. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, what are you looking forward to talking about most today on the pod? Uh, well, uh, of course, I'm glad to be here, as always. I'm glad I'm going to be on consecutive shows. So that's, I think that's pretty nice. Um. I'm looking forward to talking about, uh, so, I mean, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Because I know we're, we, we are going to be talking about that. Um, and uh, that's one of my most anticipated Marvel movies. Similar to Thor Ragnarok, it feels kind of sliding under, definitely under the radar. Uh, people aren't going to, it's just going to, one day we're going to wake up and we're going to start seeing all these, all these advertisements and stuff for it. And uh, I think that movie's going to, surprise and impress a lot of people so looking forward to talking about it that's what's up and joining me as well is kendall stewart on the pod kendall what are you looking forward to most talking about today today uh, a lot of different spider-man topics you know we haven't had a whole lot of sony marvel stuff um you know obviously we had the venom trailer a few weeks ago but um you know it's been pretty tight-lipped over there but now we've got a we got a plethora of news in that in that department Overall, I'm excited to talk about Loki next week when we get that chance, but that's debuting yes. uh, a week from today uh, as we're recording this podcast. So that's going to be uh, super, super exciting to see how that that one unfolds. But yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, right now it's it's I'm all Spider Man. Uh, the trailer hasn't come out as of yet. We, it could be out by the time we record our next podcast, or it could be another month. You know, no one has any idea, but uh, that, that doesn't stop Sony and Marvel from uh, uh, cooking up some other news for us to talk about. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I feel like Spider-Man, we've talked plenty about Spider-Man in relation directly to No Way Home. And there's going to be some of that in these conversations regarding these Spider-Man movies. But it is interesting that we'll be talking a lot about Spider-Man, not necessarily 
directly to that film. So, again, we will be touching on that topic uh, just a little bit. So, yeah, a lot of stuff to get to. So, let's start right there with the uh, big casting for Craven the Hunter. We know this movie's been in development for a while, but I felt like this news kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, that movie, which is scheduled scheduled tentatively to come out on January 13, 2023, now has its lead. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who you may be familiar with uh, for his role as Pietro Maximoff in Avengers Age of Ultron, and he's also in Tenet. He will be uh, playing the character of Kraven, the hunter, in that solo movie, which is being directed by uh, J.C. Shandor. And it's kind of crazy that we got to this point. We've been begging for uh, uh, for Taylor Johnson to make a return to uh, superhero movies, but not necessarily when it came to playing anyone other than Quicksilver. And here you got him being cast as uh, as Craven the Hunter. And so before we get to really what this means moving forward for you know how this connects to larger MCU stuff, let's just quickly uh, ask what your thoughts are, uh, I'll get a sham, on uh, the casting of Aaron Taylor Johnson. You have uh, um, C- uh, the Sony uh, CEO, uh, Sanford uh, Panich, saying that you know he... He really wasn't very familiar with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. It wasn't until he saw him in Bullet Train that he really thought that he could uh, he could play the role. Apparently, you know, uh, Ben Brad Pitt was looked at for the role. Um, uh, Keanu Reeves, which has been long, uh, you know, um, this has been long rumored, was also looked at, but they eventually, yes, but they eventually landed on uh, this pick here with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, um, uh, just him uh, as uh, Craven. Uh, just in terms of my thoughts, in particular on the casting, um, I like it. I have no issue with it whatsoever. Um, I think Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson is a good actor. Everything that I've seen him in, um, I mean, he's been he's been very good. He wasn't. He wasn't in Tenet. Didn't was he in Godzilla? Yes, I was going to mention that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I thought he. I thought he was good in Godzilla. Yeah, uh, personally, so, I forgot he was in Tenet. But yeah, he wasn't that movie. Yeah, briefly, you know, <laughs> but he's in it. But but he, I thought he did. I mean, I think he's a good actor. I yeah. think he's very talented. And then just physically, in terms of the look of what I would expect from Craven, I think he fits that mold very well. Um, I mean, even just you look at any picture of him with like a beard. Right, and right. That's crazy. Don't think of the Quicksilver Iron Terry not. Yeah, don't think of the Quicksilver mm-hmm. yeah. uh, where they try, use a lot of makeup to kind of make him look like that. Like not. Like just how he looks normal. Yeah, right. looks like he looks like he could absolutely be great. Right. And he has he has kind of the stature for it too, which I think is so important. You think he has the stature for it. I, I think he's I think he's a little small. Me first. But I'll let you finish. I mean, I think he <laughs> I think he pulls off the he pulls off I mean, I think he can he's well built for it. Yeah, he's definitely strong. I would say. You know, bigger than a you know a John David Washington and Adam Driver certainly. Yeah. Um, well, like, really, you think he's bigger, bigger? Adam Driver, I don't know. Maybe I have the uh, the the, the, the Force whole, Awakens the whole wide, no shirt. Yeah, you know, him with that wide chest, that wide huge. meme. Yeah, that meme Adam Driver. Yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely more built than Adam Driver. He's more <laughs> built, but is he like taller? You know what I mean? Like Adam he's not, Driver, he, like that's I'm tall. I'm Driver's taller, but I mean, I mean Adam. Uh, ATJ is like is five eleven. That's not terrible. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible at all. And I don't but look at Craven as someone I, has to be tall per se. Yeah, I mean Craven doesn't yeah, have to be some six three, right. you know, six five. 
monster, you know. And Spider Man's small, so that'll help. Right. You know, exactly. Like, like Spider Man right. is like, right. or this Spider Man in particular <laughs> is like, you know, some. It's not McGuire. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's not McGuire. Like or even. <laughs> it's not. This isn't you know this '90s Spider Man yeah. where it's like it's kind of a kind of bulky. Yeah, <laughs> Every superhero during the era. The exact same. <laughs> yeah. You know so. Uh, so I think this is a good casting, personally. Everything I've seen him in, he's—I mean, he's always kind of very well built, kind of very good physique. Uh, you know, even in Godzilla, he played a soldier. Right. You know, he kind of fits, same in Tenet. Same in Tenet. He fits that mold very well. So I could see this working very well. Um, and you know, I—I I think this could be a breakout role for him potentially. What do you say? Yeah. Guys? Yeah. I mean, so. Overall, do I hate the casting? No. Do I think that Aaron Taylor Johnson is the perfect person to play Craven the Hunter? Probably not. If I'm running Sony, he's nowhere near my... I don't see nowhere near. He's not my first choice. Um, but I am... I, I do... I, 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 my confidence in Sony is is uh, is increased by the fact that we have the reporting that he wasn't there for a choice either. They had four or five yeah, people. Right. You know that they that also made sense that they would reach out to. So look, if you can't get the if you go big game hunting and you can't get a Brad Pitt or you can't get a JD Washington, who I don't think would've been a great, a great fit either. You can't get a you know a Keanu Reeves, and you feel like all right, you know all the all the A list people are gone. Aaron Taylor Johnson is a pretty good B list person to fall on. You know we had the the story about Joel Kinnaman months ago. I think he probably would be a better fit. From a look perspective, um, probably not as big a star as, as Aaron Taylor Johnson. So, you know, obviously these Sony movies, that's going to be a big deal is having a, having a, a household name to play this character. If you're going to have a character that really no one knows about, or at least no one knows about as someone who can carry his own movie in Craven the Hunter, um, you're going to need us. You're going to need somebody, a, an, an actor that can really carry that role. Um, and... They've, they've done it with Tom Hardy. They're doing it with Jared Leto. Um, I, you know, it's not a surprise that they're going to cast somebody that they feel like and can also do that in Aaron Taylor Johnson and who has experience in the genre. You know, obviously Godzilla isn't a superhero movie, but the kaiju, you know, you know, crossover, you know, with the superhero movies isn't that far. And obviously him playing Quicksilver, he's already played a Marvel hero before. He was also uh, kick ass, you know, different kind of hero, but still. Yeah. 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 Go, but yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I you know it's not a terrible. I don't hate the casting. You know, again, I think he's a, I think he's a little small. He has the scruff and the gruff to play Craven, and if that's the Craven you're looking for, where it's not a, he, if you're not looking for the physical build, you know, of like a guy who's like gonna tower over Spider Man, you know, then Aaron T. Johnson is fine because again he has this gruffy kind of Wolverine esque kind of thing going on, and if that's what they're looking for with Craven, he can he can certainly pull that off. Um, and again, he's, he's a he's a big name, you know. I again, I, overall, he's worked with Marvel before. He's worked with Marvel. That's the part of it that is also kind of awkward to me because we don't know whether or not he's he's gonna fully connect with the Holland Spider-Man or in what capacity he will connect with the Holland Spider-Man. Some people come out and saying, oh, no, he's going to be in Far From Home. Like, he's already shot his scene. I mean, no, be no way home. Yeah, no, no way home. Some people are saying, you know, no, this is a completely separate thing. 
you know, these are completely separate universes. They may combine them at some point, but don't expect to see him in No Way Home. And again, some people are saying he's part of the Sinister Six, so we'll see who's right. Eventually, mm-hmm. we'll see who's right, but um, it's awkward to have somebody who's already played an MCU character then all of a sudden show up. He's going to look completely different, so it won't be too jarring, but some people, the people, for the people that notice, it'll be kind of awkward. I mean, though, it is interesting that, you know, we keep kind of, you know, the the number six is very important to all of us when it comes to, you know, trying to connect Holland and Spider-Man to these villain movies that they're creating. So I don't think that it's, I think it's noteworthy that they're getting it out there that he's playing this character before we see No Way Home. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't necessarily mean he's definitely in the movie. They could have landed on this casting very recently, and therefore, you know, this movie is shot already. So, you could always shoot an after post credit scene or an after credit scene, but um, or make credit scene rather. But um, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's so, the hundred in the movie. But I do think that's something to be to take note of. Before I get to that part of it, I like uh, the Aaron Taylor Johnson casting. Um, if it comes to a situation where. Aaron Taylor Johnson is in the MCU for some reason, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But we'll, talk, you know, that's not what I'm on right now. But if that happens, I, I don't think of it as this great catastrophe that he was also Pietro Matchmall, Chris Silver. To me, that's that's my opinion. I know some people will disagree. It's but been to done me, before. Yeah, to me, Chris like like Quicksilver and Craven look like entirely different people. Like like they like he's not gonna look anything like that person. Um. So if they're not, and then, I mean, assuming there's no doppelganger situation where they will touch on it, uh, and I don't think they will. If that, if it, if it comes to that, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen. Um, but if they say no, he's just craving. I know he was in another Marvel movie, but just get over it. We're moving forward. I'm cool with that. That's not a big deal to me. Uh, individually, I, I think he's a pretty good casting. I mean, I said I know that it sounds like they had a lot of other people that they weren't able to land that. That does give me a little bit of pause in terms of like where this movie's at. I know they're really excited about um, the director that they have doing this doing this film, uh, J.C. Shander. They really like the script that they got. Uh, shout out to Art uh, Markham and, and Mark Holloway who who wrote the script. One of them, uh, Holloway uh, worked on. Uh, excuse me, uh, Markham worked on the first Iron Man movie. So I mean, I guess to me the fact that you had all those actors, you know, hear the script and say, "Nah, I'm good." A little, it makes me a little nervous. But they still got someone pretty big to do it. And someone to come back into the fold with Marvel and do it tells me that, okay, maybe, maybe that's not necessarily a realistic or reasonable concern to have. Um, I do think it's interesting regarding, you know, where they go forward with these villains because, you know, we still don't have much of a plan for, or excuse me, much of an idea of where the plan is going with having all these solo movies and then having these Spider-Man movies that we clearly know are, are, you know, very much placed in the Marvel cinematic universe. And, uh, you know, they understand, Tony understands that. And, and Pantanich, uh, said as much basically when he was talking to variety about their plans moving forward, he said, quote, there actually is a plan. I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. So it does uh, feel like, you know, we're getting all these tea leaves. And even in this article from Variety, I mean, they don't make any bounds to be like, you know, hey, it's the worst case secret in Hollywood that No Way Home will be diving headfirst into the multiverse. 
and incorporating characters from earlier Spider-Man movies. So yeah, yeah they don't also call it the worst kept secret that Garfield and Maguire are going to be in the movie. Well, they so so that it depends on how you read the the paragraph there. I don't read it like that because it was very slick wording. They said incorporating characters from Sony's earlier Spider-Man movies that star. I think that was I I, I think that was a. You think that that was them being slick, saying this is what we tell well, us? Well, no, I was, I was gonna say I think that they changed that. I, oh really? I first read the the story. It said it's the worst cast secret in the world that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will be reprising something along those lines. Oh, I did not. I never saw that. But that's I, not I, in the article now, right? There's no mention. No, no. There was a direct mention of them. Let me see if I can find that. But yeah, <laughs> see if these, yeah. Let's please definitely make sure if we fact check that, make sure we're right. Cause I don't want to have that up if that's <laughs> okay. not true. But the article I'm reading, so I have right in front of me, says. One of the worst kept secrets in high was that No Way Home would be diving headfirst into the multiverse and incorporating characters from <laughs> yeah, Sony's right. earlier Spider-Man movies that starred Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> and then it goes on to Sutton saying, Alfred Molina, for example, told Ryan that he will be digitally uh, de-aged in No Way Home to look like he did in the 2004 Spider-Man 2 as Doc Ock. So that's how it's worded. They definitely, again, I think that, I don't know if there was an original draft that said something different. I know the way they play with these words, they definitely kind of want to make you think that, like, yeah, those guys are going to be in it. But that's not exactly technically what this says. Either way, um, I, I think that that's clearly where this where, where this all lies. I mean, we're all, you know, I want to see what a good Craven movie looks like. And uh, of all the solo characters they're doing, he's probably one of the people I would be more interested in than most of the other villains and people we've been talking about with Spider-Man solo movies. Uh, so there's that. But at the end of the day, I think with all these characters and what Sony's building, it's still a matter of trying to figure out, okay, yeah, but when are we going to see them tussle with Tom Holland and that Spider-Man and how that incorporates into the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? And Sham, I don't know if you took any note of it, but when they announced the Craven. uh, movie in their recent press release i don't think they officially actually officially announced uh Angel johnson but when they made their announcement and they had a press release for a description of the character they mentioned how this character not only has tussled with spider-man but they also said oh he's also had run-ins with black panther and uh you know someone i think dr strange maybe or someone like that which some people took took as maybe a nod to say that this is them also kind of maybe giving you a nod to say hey this character very well could be in um could be in like you know other marvel movies that of course not what the press release says but it was interesting in a sony press release they were name dropping characters who technically they don't have anything to do with yeah i mean i mean i definitely think that that um uh that that's a possibility um it's always hard. It's always hard when you're trying to say, "Oh, this is what this one is saying." When it's like, we we don't really know that until we start seeing more promotional stuff for the movie. Um, so I wouldn't go as far as to say that's them confirming that Craven is gonna be in this movie or that movie. But um, you know, I think they could certainly they could certainly put him in the MCU. Um, I mean, we have to see how this Craven looks how he sounds do i am i going to see this craven and say oh that's aaron taylor johnson he kind of looks like quicksilver right quicksilver was only in one movie and it, he was in some flashbacks in wandavision that's it so i mean i'm not gonna even if so even if he shows up as craven 
much later, like much, much later in the MCU. I mean, am I going to freak out? No. So, yeah, that's definitely an option that's on the table for them. So, EJ, read back what it says on the on the variety thing on 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 Andrew Garfield. Uh, on on Spider Man. Yeah, let me pull it up again. I might have lost it. Uh, So, you got a screenshot. Yeah, it's been a while. I try to find this. <laughs> so, so the current version. Okay, no, no, I found it. So it says here the the one that's currently still on Variety's website. Shout out to Variety, by the way. Um, uh, it says one of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood is that the that No Way Home will be diving headfirst into multi into the multiverse and incorporating characters from Sony's earlier Spider Man movies that starred Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. So. So someone who who on a on a message board from Friday, last Friday, someone uh, had the quote and said the quote was one of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood is that No Way Home will be diving headfirst into the multiverse and incorporating Sony's other iterations of Spider Man, starring Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I mean that that's that's a different that's a different. So, uh, so, so, so even that? even that even that wording is still kind of couching. No, it, yeah, but it's, that's it's not, way more aggressive saying, though. Yeah, that's not them saying. Like again, they have them reporting that Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire are going to be in Spider Man, but they definitely cha- they intent. First of all, they changed the wording because someone had got to them and said, "We got to change the way this sounds." But you know, so yeah, we, I mean, yeah, because because the way that. That that's sounds right. more like well, you're incorporating when they initially came out with the article, and they edited yeah, they... it to make it sound. Did they get like a screenshot of it or something? Is that is that where you found it? Or I mean, this is this was it? when the the article initially came out. Okay, so it, you found the old version of the article? No, I found somebody talking about the old version of the article, like in, like like okay. an article based off of the article. Oh, I see. Okay, saying, "Oh my gosh, yeah. what does this mean?" I did they quote? That, that's quote? Where I, that's what, that was my reaction. Right. When I but saw they, that, I was like, but oh, the question so though is, would, but did they <laughs> quote? Did they quote the article? Yes. So they're quoting the article. Yes. This, right. Yes. This is this is pulled straight right. from the I article. Mean, so I mean, clearly there was some editing done. I mean, again, even now, maybe that's the editing was maybe it was done because they were like, we don't want to be taken out of context. This is not what we meant. So let's change it to what we didn't mean. What we didn't mean, or you know, executives at Sony, executives at Marvel. Into variety and said, "What are you doing?" Or it could yeah. have been also. It could have just been an error. Like poor writing happens all the time too. And like, because to me, like, like to me, that's that sentence is extremely ambiguous and could mean anything. Because when you say iterations of Spider Man, like you could be talking about the movie, meaning just different iterations from those movies, or you'd be talking about the individuals. Yes. Like it's very, it's very ambiguous. Like yeah. I think most people would take it as iterations of the character therefore McGuire and, and Garfield which is why it was changed um right. this one saying incorporating characters from those earlier Sony movies makes it way and, more couched to saying that we're not saying necessarily that McGuire but then also at the same time Garfield. it's not a secret it, it's it's not a secret that there's going to be other characters like it's only a secret the thing that's a secret is that McGuire and Garfield are in it. that it makes no sense to say it's the worst kept secret I mean, yeah, because it's it's not yeah, because it's, it's not been a secret by you yeah. and everyone else. Well, well, no, it's been confirmed by two of the actors. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Fox and Molina are. 
Yeah, Melina say they're in the movie, so that's confirmed. The so, question like, it's such is a weird I, thing to say. <laughs> Either yeah. way, it's a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. They got caught in a bind. I th- yeah, I think I think they wanted to give a wink, wink to the to the fans to let them know that they know that McGuire and, and Garfield are in it. Right, and maybe and also, the first they may time, not know, they, like they may be saying that I could I could have wrote that sentence. Say it's right. the worst kept secret that McGuire and Garfield are in it. Be kind of irresponsible because I don't know for a fact, but it I would I'd be willing to bet money that they're going to be in it. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I, yeah, I mean, odd I, favorite is that they're going to be in the movie. So it's not a it's not a crazy thing to write, but again. The, the way they changed it, I think the higher ups of Variety have a good idea. <laughs> you know, yeah, look, shout out, yeah, shout out to Variety and Adam B. Very. Um, again, to me, I think this is who knows what happened. My guess would be this is uh, very probably flying a little too close to the sun, um, and probably <laughs> unveiling, so, probably a little too close to unveiling something that they didn't want to be unveiled. I think people in the know know, and. It's just it's just embargoed, something that they can't say. And I don't think it's everybody, but I think the people that are really in this joint, the real scoop masses in the trades, I think they know. So it's a yeah. matter of just a lot of them when, have said it, or yeah. you know, some of yeah, the more yeah. lower level scoop people are like, oh no, they're in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, even yeah, and then the lower people are saying, yeah, no, they're definitely in it. Like you know, we don't know the capacity yet, whatever, but they, they're definitely in it. So yes, yeah, so all that wording is 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 interesting. Um, you know, what do you, Sham, think of Barry saying that there is a plan and that it'll, it'll make more sense when No Way Home is actually out? Um, well, I mean, I, I like the sound of that, obviously, that they have a plan, uh, and that will all make sense. I mean, I feel like we all, we, we kind of know that at this point, so it's not really revealing, uh, much except that No Way Home connects to this plan, which I feel like we all kind of assumed. So it's really, to me, it's kind of just them affirming what we know, which is that they're planning. Because all this stuff leaks, so it leaks so so far ahead of time. We were hearing about all the Sinister Six and, you know, Craven, and we know about Morbius. Um, you know, we're going to talk about another movie that I guess is, is either in the works or coming out sooner in the show. So, I mean, we know there's a lot of stuff coming. Um, so it really is them confirming things that we that we. No, but it's nice to hear them say it, and it's nice to know that that they're confident enough to tell us. Yes, we have a plan, and, and stay tuned. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool. Kendall, uh, lastly, uh, Pan Panitich also, and pr- forgive me um, if I'm pronouncing mispronouncing your name. Um, he said, in terms of uh, the relationship with uh, Feige and what the future holds for Spidey, Spider-Man, and Marvel Studios, he said, "quote The great thing is we have this very excellent relationship with Kevin." There is an incredible sandbox there to play with. We want those MCU movies to be absolutely huge because that's great for us and our Marvel characters. I think that's the same thing on their side. But we have a great relationship. There's lots of opportunities, I think, that are going to happen. So, I mean, to me, we've been talking all this time, Kendall, about, you know, uh, is there some shadowy deal done? I mean, I, 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 mean, I think the, the deal is done. I mean, the way I read that kind of sentence... Uh, you know, that, that to me sounds like, you know, we have a great relationship and, and there are opportunities. I mean, you know, you only say opportunities if you talked about what you were planning to do moving forward. Uh, and then when he was asked about the Sinister Six, he, he just said, you know, quote, it would be very cool, wouldn't it, if they were able to get Spider-Man to square off against the Sinister Six. So it just seems like we're just in this holding pattern. It seems like Spider-Man is about to really drop the hammer in terms of 
insane, crazy content that will blend universes and expand and well, introduce we, multiverses, but we just haven't got there yet. It's just a matter of getting there. Well, we see that first trailer to No Way Home. I mean, we were talking about internet breaking. I mean, people were talking about, oh, Eternal, the Eternals trailer, you know, I don't know, it broke records for the amount of views, and I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I just see articles being written about how many people watch the Eternals trailer. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't black. That's some of that stuff. You can fake streams and things like that. I don't, yeah. You, I'm, not, you, I'm, not, I'm not accusing you know, Disney of faking streams, people, by the way. Don't go crazy. Yeah, I'm Either just saying. Payroll? I'm <laughs> uh, just saying, like, you know, the, to me, you can you know when Buzz is palpable about a movie. Right, exactly. And, the Eternals trailer, they didn't. It was, it was yeah. nice, but it, we know that that is not the biggest trailer that's ever come out. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not a Marvel. You know, I'm not a Marvelite. I love mm-hmm. Marvel movies. I, I'm a, probably a lean Marvel over DC, but you know, call it like it is. The Eternals trailer. This isn't even a knock on whether or not it was good or bad. It was just in terms of did it make a dent? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make the splash that you know other trailers have made. It, splash. Yeah. In the pop culture space that's fine yeah. um because again i don't think that we said it on the show last week but i don't think that that's what it was made for it was made think, for yeah it. yeah i don't think that's what he was, it was even trying to do yeah that's not what it was trying to do the spider-man trailer will absolutely do that on on, on i think historic level um when they see when people see the all the different villains that are going to be in this uh <laughs> now i think I, i'll also say they have to show garfield and mcguire for it to do that to do that kind of numbers to it, for it to generate that sort of hype. If they don't, it'll still be exciting, even if you show the villains and stuff. But you have to show Garfield McGuire if you're going to get people to lose their mind. And if they do, and they show all these different villains, you know, uh, I think Daniel RPK is saying, you know, Lizard might be in it, <laughs> like all these different things. Like the Willem Dafoe shows up. We already know Melina and Fox. Um, that's gonna that, that's gonna break the internet in so many levels. So, yeah, I mean, they know, Sony knows, Marvel knows what they've got coming. Um, it's it's the biggest movie of the year. So, so yeah, this is. I, I mean, I'm excited as you can see. Yeah, I'm, and the trailer should be out. You know, I I know it, it's been a weird year, so they're trying not to overstep on some of the other superhero movies and, and summer movies that. Uh, are in their promotional game right now, but I have to think that by the time Black Widow is out, we'll have seen the Spider-Man trailer. Wow, a little bold position there. Um, I'm trying to think if I'll take you on that bet. Uh, when's Black Widow come out? It's July, right? Early July. Early July. Uh, I'll say now. I'll say no. I'll take you on that bet. We'll come back in however long it takes, or if Black Widow's <laughs> out, we don't have one, and I'll say, "Ha ha, you'll be right." I'll take. I'll say no. I feel like it just seems like they're playing the longest game. I think there's been so many opportunities for them to drop a trailer. It wouldn't make sense to me to do one while you're trying to get into the rev up for Black Widow. Like to me, you would do it like now, which I keep, I've tweeted now three times in the last like I think three weeks, like. Today would be a great day to drop the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, because I mean, to me, once you get in that two-week strike zone, I I will I will be gladly be excited for a Spider-Man trailer, but then you just step on your own release. And obviously, yeah. Sony, there's a weird we we still don't know exactly what the relationship is with Sony and Marvel, but we do know that technically these are Sony's movies, so maybe like 
Kevin doesn't even have a say anymore. They would drop a trailer. But it would to me, it wouldn't make sense for Marvel if Marvel had any say to drop a trailer two weeks within a two week frame before Black Widow comes out. So right now we're about a month away, about four to five weeks away. So now to me that would mean okay, the next two weeks we're getting a Spider Man trailer. I I just don't see any movement in that area though. I mean, we did get a lot. We we've heard a lot of news this week. That is to be fair. We got more to talk about right after we're done with this topic. But I'll take in those bets and let's see how we'll see what happens. I'll say that they won't have one before Black Widow. I'll say it'll come out maybe like a month after Black Widow. So I think like maybe late July, early August, you'll see first trailer for No Way Home. That's going to be my prediction right now, which will be a sad existence. That's a long time from now. But um, staying real quickly, and I don't want to stay too long on, on this topic, but I did think it was interesting to note that, um, as I mentioned before, uh, the hashtag show is reporting that uh, the silver and black movie that was is now kaput is, is now being transformed into a solo feature involving Black Cat. Apparently, it'll also be a, a feature for Silver Sable as well, that solo. But right now, that they are in, uh, you know, kind of development stage for a solo Black Cat movie. And one of the interesting notes about it, or a couple of interesting notes, one, apparently they're, uh, uh, the latest version of the script is being uh, written by a, quote, small indie writer slash director. Um, so we'll, whoever that means. Um, but the other note of interest to me is that uh, Felicity Jones, who played uh, Felicia Hardy, who is a black cat, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, is apparently being eyed for this role. Now, the word is it won't be the same Felicia Hardy from the, 2020, the 2014 movie. But as we now know, I mean, it just seems like Maybe they're not the same, but there's something going on with this. But this seems like, if this is true, your same kind of ordeal where you have an actor from an old movie coming back to play a larger role in these current Spider-Man films. And the story, the origin story that they're working on right now appears to be uh, you know, surrounding the disappearance of Felicia Hardy's father, Walter, and her then crossing paths with uh, people like uh, Chameleon and Blaze to try to find him. So, I just thought there was some interesting nuggets in this uh, in this rumor that's been um, thrown out there by that hashtag show, Kendall. What do you make of any of it? Uh, look, I mean, you know, you could put this in the Morbius category. I think, you, honestly, you put it with the Craven category. You know, I, I'm a little bit higher on Craven because I like Craven as a villain. But, uh, I mean, these are not movies that I ask for on any level if marvel studios said we're doing a black cat movie i'd be like get that out of here if they said we're doing a craven movie i'd say get that out of here sony if they want to make them they can make it you know i wasn't gonna stop fox from making new movies i didn't watch it you know <laughs> i can't tell you these companies can make where to spend their money if people want to people want to go see these movies now look i mean we'll see how they market craven morbius they did a they had a really good first trailer in terms of getting me to want to go see it so, you know, I wasn't as high on that project, but I'm a little higher on it now than I was uh, a year or two ago. But um, but overall, they're shoehorning this uh, this whole share universe thing. I, I don't need a Spider-Man movie universe, but they're trying it. Felicity Jones, I totally uh, did not remember that she was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, that's one of those trivia question type of deals where... <laughs> You know, you what former Star Wars actress appeared in Spider Man <laughs> Spider Man Two? I uh, would have never gotten that. But 
Um, look, I, I, I still to this day have not watched Amazing Spider-Man 2 in its totality. And it's funny, every time I bring that fact up, I always sit on here and say, oh, maybe I should take a random day and watch it or maybe watch out the pod that I never do. And I'll say it again, and I'll probably next week still have not have watched that movie. But yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that until uh, I saw this report that she was in the right. movie, that she was being talked about this and that she was actually Felicia Hardy. Yeah, it, like, it doesn't, it goes beyond, like, me even, like, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot she was in that movie. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know, I didn't know Felicia Hardy was in that movie. That movie, yeah, hey, I had no oh, idea. gone from my brain that there's so many part, aspects to it. They were just trying to shoehorn in all of this Spider-Man lore into this movie that was so bad. So you do, we're not getting a, a, a sequel, but yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, thumbs down. I mean, if they want to do it again, I can't stop them. It's their money. Doesn't guarantee I'm gonna go see it. Okay, Sham, uh, Kendall's thumbs down. What, where, where are you at? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably thumbs down also. I, I have to see promotional material. This is just one of those movies, and and I'm sure you guys are already familiar at by this point. Some movies I have to see something before I can really make any kind of especially particularly any kind of positive judgment on a project like this i have to see it mm-hmm. unless it's like a, a bombshell casting which this is not um then i gotta i gotta see something this character isn't someone that i've been begging to see i don't, really don't think really anyone have been begging to see particularly in a solo movie right um you know and you know i don't know what solo means for her you know, she's working with Spider-Man or anything like that. But, you know, particularly in a solo movie, this isn't a character that I'm sure not probably not a lot of people have been dying to see like that. So I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it. It's cool. If that's a, uh, like Kendall said, this is how they want to spend the money. Uh, maybe I'll see it. Maybe I won't. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, it hate to be like that. But, you know, I, got, I have to see some promotional material. If it looks good, great. Uh, but. I think it'll it'll also depend on how some of these other movies go. Craven's good, yeah. you know. Morbius is great. Venom Two is great. Um, you know, then I'll probably have more hope for this movie. Yeah, I mean, so I'll play ball here and say that I I'm intrigued by uh, the movie, particularly with Felicity Jones in the lead. Cause I think Felicity Jones is a um, very very talented actress. I feel like, look, I think the black cat kind of gets a bad rap to some degree because it's quite obvious there is, you know, clear, clearly this character was greatly inspired by Catwoman in a lot of different ways. You know, there's no denying that. Um, But I feel like for Spider-Man villains or Spider-Man characters, I still feel like she's pretty high up on the list for characters that are really good and and characters that, that, that I've enjoyed in almost every iteration I've seen. Um, I also kind of like the idea of, you know, to me with Felicia Hardy, I think that the, the, the slight difference between Felicia Hardy and Selena Kyle that I always have enjoyed is this kind of like, you know, like Selena loves Batman, but she loves Bruce. Like, you know, like that's, that's a big part of it. I kind of like this idea of this, of someone who's clearly not all there, you know, mentally kind of being obsessed and in love with, and again, I would say even in lust, I wouldn't even say in love, with Spider-Man and what that represents and not 
caring at all who the person is under the mask. And in fact, that being kind of a detriment. And I think there's always this idea that at the end of the day, like Selena will probably make the right decision to help Batman or Bruce. If, if the chips were really down, there's not that, that is not the case with black hat, which is why I think I've always enjoyed that dynamic. Cause Peter is way more gullible than Bruce. Hence, Leaves him in way more bad situations when he does decide to trust Felicia Hardy with anything um, significant or important. So uh, I, I think that this could be cool. I think that we don't have that many femme fatales, I think, when it comes to really a lot of these superhero movies, if you think about it. Um, I know we've had, you know, more recently, Kate Blanchett. Um, we had uh, uh, the uh, ghost character in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but... You know, overall, though, I feel like typically, you know, female characters have kind of been just been just pigeonholed as only love interest. And I do know with with Black Cat, there is love interest in there. But I do think that there is a potential to to throw in a, a foil for Peter that would be much different than the people he's dealt with. And I think that this. I feel like all, I almost feel like I feel like all the Spider-Man movies did a at the very least a passable job at like getting over like. Peter Parker slash Spider-Man's awkwardness. I, I think that the Marvel crew has done the best job at it to me. But to me, it's it's so because of that, I think I would love to see him deal with someone like the Black Cat. Um, the fact that we haven't seen seen that, you know, his 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 foes so far have been all been purely of the kind of well to to, to Mysterio's credit, that was definitely more of a mind like a a mind game kind of thing but besides him it's always been more just the brute kind of like just like battle of force you know of fighting you know to see there be kind of be these kind of intertangled feelings that get involved and how that that could trip peter up would be really cool i don't i don't think necessarily she could be like a, a, a main villain in a future spider-man movie but i do think she could play a great element in a future spider-man movie and to me it seems like what Sony is doing is they're looking at what Marvel essentially did with their whole universe and saying, I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't know if it will work, but I think they're, what they're saying is Marvel had success by introducing their characters in other things before the Avengers happened and slowly building things up to big events. To me, it just, this looks like to me that Sony's just doing that on the Spider-Man scale and that eventually we'll get to a Sinister Six movie and that will be the, you know, I think this, this Spider-Man movie, I think, is the biggest movie. But I think they'll get to then eventually Sinister Six, and they want to be able to play with a lot of these characters. And by that time, we would have seen all these characters on the big screen, whether it be on their own movies or uh, or in something else. I think that's the game plan here. And I'm fine with them moving forward with uh, with a, a Black Hat movie. Um, because I think that she kind of gets a bad rap, and we need to get uh, you know, a female villain in the mix here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree that I think Felicity Jones is a good casting. Um, you know, I I kind of look at her and say her agents and say, is this the type of project you want to attach yourself to at this stage? You know, and I mean, Aaron Taylor Johnson is proving that you could play a Marvel superhero and you could play a Sony Marvel character, but um, you know, I almost wonder if she should hold out for other roles. But she's kind of she's kind of been in no man's land since. Uh, since Rogue One came out, so I can see her wanting to do something like this, mm-hmm. play a leading leading character. But 
Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I co-signed the the idea. This is this is a good casting for the character. It's just similar to the Aaron Taylor Johnson thing. I, I'm not, I'm not loving the crazy movie yeah. idea. I guess to me, and I feel you on that. Like, if it was up to me, I would not do it this way. But Sony right. is is hell bent on making as much money as possible yeah. off of the Spider Man universe. If they're gonna have to share money with Marvel and 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 Disney for their sp- solo Spider-Man movies in order to make them relevant, then they're hell-bent on, on, on getting as much juice out of the orange out of these other characters. There's no money in this, but we, and we've said this before, but like I feel like a TV show centered in the Spider-Man universe would be much better than all these different. Like a Gotham, you know? And, you know, you can do it before you see Spider-Man, you do it while you Spider-Man, but not have really Spider-Man. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that, I think... There are some similarities to Bat Batman and Spider Man in terms of rogue gallery and the, the, the setting of the cities, but I think I feel like Gotham makes more sense than like than than like NYPD or New York, whatever you would call it. Like I I, I don't <laughs> I just think with those movies I'm more inclined to be like where Spider Man than I even would be with a Batman spinoff. That's that's right. how I feel. I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I guess because I guess to be honest, I feel like Gotham, the Gotham movies have done a little bit of a better job. What you mean the, to me, the Gotham, the Batman comic books and various me have done a little bit of a better job of really flushing out the GCPD as a character in itself. Like to me, the, the equivalent to the GCPD in Gotham City in Batman is the Daily Bugle. Yeah, the in Bugle. New York. You'd have to do it. So. Okay, I'm centering around the Daily Bugle, but okay, I'm never seeing Peter Parker. He works at the Daily Bugle. Um, Maybe not initially. But as we saw in Gotham, like Bruce Wayne, I mean, he was in the first episode. But yeah, and, and the, the, then there's the, the, the technical thing of, well, right now, the Daily Bugle is a Alex Jones, like, like you know, <laughs> YouTube channel right now. So, like, you know, like, what? So, I don't even think the Daily Bugle is viable in that role as it pertain, as it is right now. Again, we have not seen No Way Home. So you got- Maybe that will change. But that would be, I guess, where I would be a little con- confused. Did, did you guys see that um, Marvel is casting for a? <laughs> we don't we don't get into politics on this joint, but on the show, but uh, Marvel is casting a Tucker Carlson type uh, for a secret invasion. Oh, I mean that's good. I mean to me, like you know, you need your G. Gordon Godfrey type character probably. To, right, uh, like that's that's the kind, that's the perfect kind of person. It's a large conspiracy kind of show, so right, you may need a character like that to kind of drive the drive some of the narrative. Yeah, and that person may end up being a scroll for all we know. Who knows? Like, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was, I, early prediction. You're probably right. <laughs> um, but no, I, I would be for if they wanted to do something like that for that film. But let's uh, let's move on to another interesting nugget we got this week. Um, and this was from the Hollywood Reporter, who during an article talking about some of the more powerful lawyers in Hollywood, also revealed that one of them um, also uh, brokered a deal for Danaya uh, uh, Guerrera to not only come back as a Koye uh, leader of the Dora Milaje in the upcoming Black Panther sequel, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, she will also be starring in an origin spinoff series centered around the character Okoye. We knew there were multiple spinoffs and stuff happening with the world of Wakanda 
uh, Ryan Coogler's Proximity Media has a new deal with Marvel to do more stuff. So this, to me, just looks like that's in line with with that uh, deal that was recently reached. And here you got the first kind of um, confirmed news in terms of you know reporting on what we may be seeing. One of them being an Okoye origin. Ken, though, do you want to see an, or, an origin uh, series starring a, a denier? And what's interesting is this will be the first, I assume this will be the first prequel series that we've seen or heard about from Disney. Right. So that that's my that's my question with this is that what is this what is this show you know is it going to be an Okoye origin because I don't know what that is you know what I mean, that, that I mean that's what it, it I mean that's the word it, it says it, it, an origin spinoff series I mean that right. that's what that's what now is it says. A, I mean I mean I don't know you know I know, I know I know where you're going so just say oh, Wakanda I mean I don't want to say is it a Black Panther origin I mean. Thing. I mean, I mean, some have to. You have to ask the question. Yeah, we have to ask the question. I don't think it is, but I think the question needs to be asked because you're right. Yeah. Like, I knew where you wanted to go, and you didn't want to go there. I'm like, no, you got to say it. Yeah. It says origin series, but that was just prequel. We haven't heard anything about them doing prequels for any of these series. Right. So, okay, well, what other origin could it be? It's not the origin of Dora Milaje because we know them already. We've seen yeah. that uh, that and, story. So, and, and, what else could it be? And right now we're in. I mean, uh, unfortunately, we're in what what is the the most anticipated battle for the cowl that we've probably seen in the superhero movie medium in terms of what character is going to take up the mantle. Um, it's never been. I mean, this is a situation we've never had before. Typically, it's 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 way more streamlined. It's way more obvious with how how the succession plan is going to go. Right now, we don't know. And it's still, it's still up in the air. Um, seems to be intentional. If Marvel and Disney wanted to say, they would have said. I don't know if... Um, I think they know the succession plan at this point, but I think their story reasons probably on some level uh, why they're not. And also just timing. You know, it's still, it's still early in terms of when the movie comes out, why they're not making it obvious who, where the succession plan is lying. But... Okoye is certainly one of the characters that is on the list of people that could potentially replace um, T'Challa as Black Panther. Um, and again, you have to you have to ask the question: um, Is this even a show where she is the main character? You know, like right. It, it, that's something. I mean, if it's we've talked because, about the idea of them just doing a Wakanda show or some sort of you know Adventures of Wakanda, you know, where it's just it's just them doing stuff. You know, showing a, a particular story in the Black Panther universe, maybe not centered around the Black Panther character. Um, I mean, she. I mean, no reason for her not to be in it. You know, if 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 they're not if they're gonna have all these main characters, so um, like there's no guarantee. But again, when you say origin, you can't do you can't do a Black Panther origin obviously with T'Challa and have her be in it. Which I mean, that's a story that you know we would love to have seen at one at one point, but. Um, so I don't know, you know, I, I mean, I would assume, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So here's what I'll say. I mean, Sham, I, I don't, to me, the reason why I lean towards it, I don't think there's any way this is a Black Panther, um, origin spinoff is because I, I cannot imagine Disney deciding that they're going to take 
the Black Panther character off the board for a movie to do a series, even if it's an origin. I I, I don't I I don't see that. Like, is that not what they did with Captain America? Then? Well, to me, whoever whoever the Black Panther, because well, here's the thing. I think to me, I think I know you could argue after Endgame we didn't know who Captain America was, but to me, I think whoever the Black Panther is, they're gonna put the suit on and fight in Black Panther. Like I don't you think can't it's have gonna... a Black Panther movie without a without a right. Black like yeah, you can't the idea. Oh, it's so just the, the 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 royalty and the leaders of Wakanda. They stopped the thwart. They thwarted the the threat without Black Panther. But it's called Black Panther. Yeah, it's that like, doesn't why make calling it Black Panther. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, maybe they'll do it, but that would be shocking. I think the mantle will be passed in the movie, and that person will be handing out smoke in the movie. The question. So then, my thing is okay. Do you want to expand? Maybe it's only the last scene or the third act or whatever. Do you want to expand on that into a, a, a TV series? Maybe you do, but I, I can't imagine you would do that in a TV series. I, I think you would have to do that in another film. That would Now, would I be 100% cool with it and really excited? 100%. That would be really awesome. But I just don't think there's any way they would go that route, champ. Mm. Which is why I think this is more of a normal... I think this is a prequel. I think this is you think that uh, her character being the central, you know, the show. Is gonna be, yeah, we don't know what it's gonna be called, but like it's a play. It. Yeah, I think that. I, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the wording in this in this paragraph is like is again is cutesy to not really kind of. It can be interpreted in a lot in a couple of different ways, but I think the most straightforward read is that the Koye spinoff series is the origin series that's being talked about. Like, if it wasn't, that would be surprising to me. I think it's more likely that that she could be starring in a spinoff series for someone else that isn't the Black Panther than it being a Black Panther origin spinoff series. That would that would be shocking. Storm. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, if this is a, I, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a Black Panther origin. Um. Uh. I. I. I don't. Truthfully, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a mystery to me right because why are we getting any kind of origin it's like origin of what origin of a koye now remember if we're talking about a koye stories i mean she was like the one it was one of the top wakandans during the five-year gap you know yeah she was yeah she was running she she was running yeah if if that i mean what is it an origin is the mystery question again if it's oh she's the new black panther but let's show you the moments that got us here I don't know. Even us again. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. got a lot. I mean, we we have to see how, you know, how they do the whole progression of the Black Panther. I think we're going to find out in the movie. I don't know what this show is. If it's in a Koye origin, I mean, I mean, Dora Milaje are cool. I mean, I, I, we got to, I got to, I guess I got to see how it's executed. I'd be I'm cool not, for I, a Dora Milaje show. Gonna fail on arrival. I'd rather a Dora Milaje show than a Koye show. At, like at this moment, I, I haven't seen Black Panther two. I mean, I was, I yeah, could change I, after. I agree a hundred percent. I right. agree with that too. So, I don't know. I gotta see. You know, I I, I gotta see. And I know I say that a lot, but I mean it's the truth. Like, uh, I know. Uh, I think Viola Davis is doing. A, she's like directing a film, about some kind of like all female like. Warrior, it's something. It's something really cool. Yeah, the, the Dora Milaje are based off of an African or women yeah. warrior tribe. Yeah, she's or like, yeah, she's like directing a movie. So that's going to be like a big project. 
right, right. Uh, that she's that's a big project I know she's working on. Uh, so I don't know if Disney's picking up on that at all, but like, you know, so I don't know if they, this is a, a playing off of that or playing off of Dora Milaje as a whole. Right. Um, I don't think this is a Black Panther origin. I think they're gonna they're gonna I think they're gonna I think they're gonna delegate. Um, um, geez, what's the director's name? Coogler. They're gonna delegate Coogler. Be like, all right, I want you to, you know, give us what 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 can you, you know, give them time to grieve, of course. But what can you think of as the best way for us to move so, forward? You know, and, and of course, Feige being the head of Marvel will have the final say. But I, right. think, I think that's, I think that's going to be right. their their yeah a collaborative effort probably. It's going to be a collaborative, collaborative effort, effort. and um, you know. I don't think this Okoye show is gonna, is going to be the primary venue for them to move forward from, from this. So my question, real quick, is as we reset, it's been a long time since we even talked about this project, we even talked about the topic. Where where do we think they are? Where do we think they're going to go in terms of character? It's been a long time. Like what's going to happen with the Black Panther? I, yeah. Or is it still no clue? I don't know. I, I don't. I, I They've don't been know. very close to the best. I mean, reasons, yeah. But. You know, all we know is that they're saying there won't be a recasting, which I believe. Yes. At least not anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, they, but I think yeah. that there will be a new Black Panther. I. They haven't they, casted anyone new. No, and not the that they've announced. Coming out fairly soon. Like soon, soon to the sense that like. You should have yeah, the yeah, star if right. you were like ask someone else to come in and play Black Panther, even if it's not a recasting. So, I, I mean, it seems like it might be an in-house thing. I don't know, but it seems that's that's the way it leans right now. Um, Michael B. Jordan made it seem as if he's not in the movie, or at least he, he's like, I don't know if I'm in the movie. <laughs> Didn't seem like he was coming in and say, Yeah, I can't wait to do Black Panther too. That is, to put it that way, um, I don't know. I feel like the three leading candidates right now are, are, are Shuri, uh, Okoye, and um, Nakia. Definitely. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah, and honestly, I don't I don't know where they're leaning. It could be either one. It could be any any of the three. I probably think they're leaning more so Nakia and Okoye, but I don't know. The story reason, story reasons, you know, comic reasons, you know, would make you think Shuri is the person. So. Mm-hmm. It can go in a million different directions, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally can go, and it totally can go in any direction. But um, I'm 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 excited to see what when they end up doing out. either way. Uh, I gotta pull up the date. I don't know what's summer next year. I mean, I want to say it's summer next year. Only it's about a year. About a year off from this movie, and yeah, we know nothing about it. Yeah, July twenty twenty two. Yeah. And when does when does the Marvels come out? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's later that year. I think it's like October. <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, because we know way more about that movie again for obvious reasons, not last year. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, but but it's just I mean, they're not going to push it back. You know, at some point we're going to have to know something. About it. So that's what's going to be. Eventually, we'll we'll start getting that that information. I think coming up this fall. Yeah, Marvels. The Marvels, by the way, come out uh, November eleventh, twenty twenty two. For those yeah. also wondering that. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that story. But I do want to move on and talk about uh, another Marvel movie uh, that being that's coming out in the near future. That being Thor: 
Love and Thunder. Um, Chris Hemsworth announced that they finished production and shooting for the film with a black and white picture of uh, Taiki Waititi in his, you know, uh, in his, uh, you know, uh, you know CGI um, uh, get up for one of the characters. And of course, you know, Chris Hemsworth all chiseled and all long hair back as well. Um, in that store, it's just kind of a, a heat check here uh, or a temperature check of where we're at with this uh, film. You know, we haven't really seen a bunch. We've just seen some kind of far away, uh, you know, set photos from iPhone of, uh, you know, um, Natalie Portman looking pretty jacked. Um, and, and, you know, some shots and a green screen. But besides that, really, really not much we've seen from this. Uh, Kendall, where, where are you at in terms of this film? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we obviously we've seen far more than we've seen from Doctor Strange, but... Yeah, um, yeah we've seen zero from that. Yeah, we've seen absolutely zero from that movie. But, but yeah, no, I mean, it seems as if they're, 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 they're going along with this movie. Um, you know, they haven't they haven't ramped up any sort of, you know, I mean, again, it, it's still early, but they haven't ramped up any sort of promotion. They yep. haven't talked about the movie a whole bunch. Um, it's kind of secretive. We don't really know what the Guardians' inclusion is going to be or how much they're going to be in it or what again, what's their role, what role they're going to play. We really don't know what Thor's role is going to play in this movie. I mean, we know he's in it. It's called Thor. Chris Hemsworth, as far as we know, is Thor, but we also know that Jane Foster... To Jane Foster's story. So, what's that dynamic going to be like? Yeah, you know, um, I, you know, what? How are they going to deal with that transition from you know one character being the main Thor to the other one being the main Thor? So, yeah, I mean, all those are questions that we have um, about this about this Thor movie. Um, you know, and again, Natalie Portman—that's a character that we haven't seen in such a long time. So, um, that's all going to be interesting. Uh, plus, we had the whole tabloid stuff about Taika Waititi getting reprimanded by Marvel, which, of course, we won't get into on this show, but... Um, yeah, I'll let that one be. Whether or, not that, whether or not that's even real, I have my questions about whether or not they, you know, I, I trust the British tabloids on that one, but regardless, um, yeah, you know, certainly uh, certainly a lot more on that movie than we've got on uh, on uh, Doctor Strange, so... Yeah, sure. Cool. it was... It was a it was a Krog outfit that uh yeah YTD was a Korg sorry Korg that he was in of course that's the character he's, he played um uh, in uh, uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok um in this post sham uh, Hensworth tweeted the film is going to be bat is crazy off the wall funny it might also pull a heartstring or two lots of love and lots of thunder thank you all to the cast and crew who made this another incredible Marvel journey buckle in and get ready. And see you in the cinemas. So, Sham, uh, where are you at when it comes to excitement for Thor: Love and Thunder? Um, uh, in terms of excitement, I mean, it, I mean, it's gonna build. Obviously, I can't say I'm at ten out of ten because I mean, Black Widow. Right. But, um, but I mean, I'm excited. You know, I, I've, I've been excited for this movie since it was announced. Well, really, since I saw Thor: Ragnarok. Um, and we knew that Taika was working on this one. So, uh, so yeah, like I said at the at the start of the show, this movie is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I think it's going to have a lot of heart because I think the story has a lot of heart. 
um, I think is going to connect to a lot of people, particularly since there's such a a kind of dramatic kind of healthcare element to it as well, considering everything that's been happening. Though I know that's kind of an unintentional maybe side effect to, of that or side kind of thing of that, but I think it's going to connect to a lot of people, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, so it is going to be sad, but it's also going to be funny. I think it's going to have a lot of action. I'm very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to have some crazy effects, too. Isn't, isn't uh, Beta Ray Bill going to be in this movie? Was that, do we know that for sure? No, we don't know that. I mean, no, we do not know that. You know, Shamari's out here spoiling the movie. <laughs> I could have swore we talked about some rumors or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, that yeah, that's been the speculation. When you bring in the Guardians and you have the sort of cosmic side of it, you know, the most cosmic, you know, mm-hmm. Thor character out there is certainly Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the word was that they thought that um, Christian Bale may be playing. Bale playing. But he's, playing, he's playing Gore, the, he's playing Gore the God Butcher. Not, not right. Gore. Not beta. Doesn't doesn't, doesn't uh, mean beta eliminate rebuild, beta rebuild. Not going to be the illusion. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, he's probably one of the more high profile Thor characters not uh, to not be in not be in a Thor movie yet. You know, we know what you call is coming in. Uh, who's playing uh, Zeus? Russell Crowe is playing Zeus. So that's a pretty big casting, and yeah. um, may open the door for Hercules. You know, we didn't talk about that casting. Exactly. I think. You know, I, I think one hundred percent. I think one hundred percent makes opens that door. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is. I mean, there's a lot of exciting things happening with this movie. Um, but still know. very quiet. You still know? very quiet. Is, is is that one coming next year also? Yes. So I mean, I next hope year, so, since it's finished only. Yeah, right. So yeah, next I it's year, early next year, yeah. Yeah, next year is gonna be is gonna be jam packed with a lot of very fun movies. Um. I'm very, very excited for this, and I can't wait to see it. Same here. And uh, speaking of movie and release dates, it was announced this week that one Marvel movie that was set to come out in October of 2022 has now been pushed back to October of 2023. There was also a November 2023 release date that was just pushed back only a week, so that one's kind of inconsequential. But uh, these were placeholder dates that Marvel had uh, locked in that are now being moved. The October release date was rumored to be Blade uh, that would be starring Mahershala Ali. We never got that official wording, but I know there's a lot of speculation that they think that that is indeed the film. And that that movie seems to be you know very much slow going, especially given all the chaos of the pandemic and how that's shifted the Marvel calendar. But uh, Kendall, what do you make of the, uh, the, the the switcheroo happening with the Marvel schedule? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that movie, that October movie being Blade makes sense because I could see them initially planning for it to have come out in October of 2022 when they announced Mahersha Ali as being Blade at Comic-Con a long time ago. It feels like, it feels like a long time ago, 2019, summer. But yeah, uh, but yeah so I, I see them I see that as being, being the plan. And, you know, like you did mention, the, the pandemic comes and pushes back all of movie making for a whole year basically so so yeah um that one having to be pushed back uh I, i'm not sure why they're doing it now but because i don't think anybody nobody thought blade was coming out next year so <laughs> i mean i guess this is just a uh uh you know clerical thing that they had to get done but in terms of the movie pushing the other movie pushing back a week i, I don't know what that is 
I don't know Fantastic Four has a date yet. Uh, it could be Fantastic Four. Um, but at the same time, Fantastic Four has been marketed with all the Phase Phase Four movies, and Blade has not. So it makes no sense for Fantastic Four to come out before Blade, or after Blade, I should say. So it could be Deadpool, which we know, you know, some level of development. I don't think it's any sort of X Men movie. It could be Captain America Four. That's a movie that we just we know is in development now. So um, I think they just pushed that back a week because the Blade movie got pushed to October. So now. You know, they had to create some space between October and November to be able to market the two movies. But, but yeah, that, that's my take on that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to them pushing these movies back, I mean, we knew something had to get pushed back. Um, so I think this is just something that we had figured was was going to happen to at least one, at least some of these movies. Um, you know, if not all of these movies, which I'm I'm actually glad they didn't push. You know. I mean, they did push uh, a lot of things back, but, you know, it didn't totally obliterate Marvel's, uh, you know, schedule or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, a year out is, I mean, that's that's quite a while. So I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything or Marvel's taking something from me or anything like that. Um, they need more time to complete the project. If it is Blade, I mean, it makes sense. I don't I don't know if Mahershala Ali's had to, had any time or any to really do much of anything again with, with of course the pandemic and everything being shut down right. and nothing being safe. I know they ha- they were able to finish things like Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and other things like that, but right. those were more immediate concerns. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and also and, and, uh, you know, you know, when you're talking about a star like Ali, he might have other commitments. Yeah. Probably did have other commitments. So, yeah, that's almost certainly. Almost certainly take yeah. priority. That 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 man stay stay keeping the job. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you remember his, back when he was pooping at St. Mary's. <laughs> you know, you know, he's like, I don't want to go back what, what, to that. It was St. Mary's. I don't know why I thought it was Loyola Marymount, but yeah, yeah, I think it was one of the West Coast Conference teams. Yeah, man. He, 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 I'm not going back to Moraga, <laughs> California. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. They had to do what they had to do. I don't feel bad about it at all, really. Um, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much content coming. I mean, how could I feel bad about it? So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, this date is, is probably the Blade, you know, film that that we we've been waiting for. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little crazy to think about that uh, announcement coming in summer of 2019, and now seeing that you know this movie likely won't be coming until four years later. But at the same time, it, I feel like this last year, I don't want to say it went by fast, but it felt like nothing really happened. So, like, I almost, it doesn't feel necessarily like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like it was two years ago that they had that big release at uh, Comic-Con. It, feel, it, feel, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago because we haven't, we've seen very little content from Marvel since then. We've seen uh, two Disney Plus series, which were both really enjoyable, but no movies since, um, pretty much. Uh, yeah, right. No movies since then. So nope. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, so it, it doesn't feel nearly as long as maybe that that timeline suggests. So 2023, not the most ideal thing, but uh, I'm cool with it. October is a great time to release Blade. That's a Halloween season. It'll fall right in line with the 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 theme and, and the vibes of the time of year. So uh, I, I'm 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 down with it. I'm ready for it. 
I know Mahershala Ali will kill the role. It's just a matter of us getting to, to see it in action. But um, it, I think that will be fine. And given, I, I do like the kind of Marvel Knights uh, vibe that's that's growing with uh, with what Marvel's doing, obviously. You have Blade, uh, Moon Knight. I saw Oscar Isaac had made a post um, seemingly kind of confirming that he is indeed Moon Knight, which we all know. But I don't, I don't know if that was ever... I don't know if that was ever announced. Uh, yeah, I think they announced it at Investor Day. I thought that he kind of held short of announcing that he was Moon Knight, but maybe I don't remember correctly. Yeah, I think, uh, I think they, but um, yeah, Marvel, Marvel was also posting that joint all over the place too. Right, and and at the very least, I think that was Oscar's first acknowledgement of being. Yeah, Moon Knight. yeah, right. So um, yeah, he might so, not say. <laughs> and I've seen, and I'm I'm glad Moon Knight is getting all the shine. I'm glad. Shout out to the Moon Knight fans who I think have done a great job of really kind of pushing him on social media because i've seen just some of the like coolest and awesome most awesome uh moon knight panels over the past year from you know previous comics but just like insane stuff funny stuff he said like he's just a he's just a he's just a dope character i really can't wait to see um them bring this character to light it's gonna be awesome and when you have blade in 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 tow i think daredevil is gonna be coming very soon so yeah, so so the Marvel Knights, New York City vibe, the energy, it's coming. It's uh, it's coming. They're putting it together, and I think it's gonna be killer when it all uh, is all said and done. But um, the last story I want to get to for today, guys, uh, regarding it's our only non, uh, DC, um, excuse me, non uh, uh, story with Marvel. It it involves DC and it actually involves the uh, Cisco Ramirez, Cisco Ramon character. From the Flash, who is exiting after a long period on the Flash, but uh, it is the end of the road for Oscar Valdez, and he had, uh, Carlos Valdez. I'm screwing up these names like crazy. <laughs> Late night, man. It's it's midnight. Look, I'm, I'm keeping a hundred. It's a midnight. The Knicks just lost. My head is spinning. I feel like I've been good all the whole podcast, despite the Knicks season being over. So, apologies to Carlos Valdez. <laughs> Apologies to Carlos Valdez, but we're gonna Bring keep moving. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I've gone, I've gone eight strong. I need some <laughs> to finish it out, man. It's been, a, it's been a long day. But um, but again, uh, shout out to Carlos Valdez, who's ending after seven years on the show, and he talked a little bit about where, uh, how this ending will kind of be, will kind of play out. He kind of described it as somewhat, uh, uh kind of. Uh, low stakes, which I think was a little surprising to some people. Um, you know, there oh, will yeah, be I emotion. Mean, there will be emotion behind it, but he, he, but in multiple times, he kind of described his exit as kind of low stakes and goofy. Which, goofy, only wow. <laughs> yeah, that that part, that part, I think, kind of surprised uh, some people. It but, isn't um, Chester Front. It isn't, <laughs> isn't even elongated, man. Like this guy's been in the show since day one. Yeah, and he also he also revealed that they've been working on an exit, or he was at least thinking about an exit since season four, which is not surprising. I feel like they've tried to write him off the show a bunch of times, and he somehow has found his way back. Yeah, you know, so uh, so whatever they've come to now, he seems to be more at peace with this. He said, "quote It's a very silly, very goofy, low stakes departure." And he said, that, people, I'm, I'm very, I'm actually very great, really grateful that Eric and the writer chose this route for my departure from the show. 
for all the baseball fans, Carlos Valdez leaving uh, the Flash has been like Billy Bean leaving the Oakland A's. Where like I was gonna say like Billy Martin and the Yankees, <laughs> right? <laughs> like he's fired, and then you know a month later he's he's rehired. <laughs> but but yeah yeah no nah, I mean first of all and in there you're talking about an excellent 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 actor who I would love to see you know I mean. I mean, I love to see him in the Flash movie, you know, if they want to do a multiverse thing, but love to see him in a Marvel movie. Love to see him in a Star Wars movie. Like, he's an excellent actor. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, so this is, this is a, yeah, it's certainly an end of an era for the, for, for his character. Um, honestly, from a career standpoint, I hate to be sorry, I hate to be sad about it, because I kind of feel like it's probably best for him to leave the show. Not, it's not best for the show, I mean, he's a great character, great actor, but they're kind of spinning his wheels a little bit. You know, and I, I, I can't imagine, you know, that, like, if you're his agent, you're his, you know, you're his people. I mean, how much longer do you want to be on the show if there's not going to be anything yet? That's some high stakes going on. So, yeah, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a large commitment. As we saw with Stephen Amell wanting to get out of there, um, or Ruby Rose wanting to get out of there. Like, you know, you got to go to Vancouver and do all yeah. this and that. And, yeah, or, um, or the, or the, um, uh, China, uh, uh, I can't remember her last name. He plays uh, Jennifer in Black Black uh, Black Black oh, yeah, um, Black Lightning. She talks about that as well. Well, she left the show for a while. Oh right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, for the last know, season, I think about Melissa Benoist. You know, like it's yeah becoming a, a a little bit of a trend that you know the Berlanti shows right now. There's been a lot of turnover, uh, and obviously Shamari knows a lot of a lot of people in Riverdale. He's gone in and out over the years, but. But yeah, it's been a little bit of a trend, so it's, it's it's been actually a little bit of a surprise that they've been able to keep such a so much continuity with for Team Flash uh, for so long. But but yeah, no, I mean, when you hear about you know it's gonna be a low stakes kind of goofy thing to write him all out of the show. I mean, look, I'm not I don't need every character that gets written off to be like the character has to die, or it's got to be something you know super traumatic or super even dramatic in general, but. Like, I don't know. It just for this show, that can't be what you think. Like, if Arrow said, "Yeah, we're writing off Diggle," be kind of a low stakes, goofy thing, you know. Like, I mean, again, I, first of all, I'd be like, "Man, they gonna do that to get Diggle? Like, why? Why is it gotta be so low stakes? Like, that's a major character." But maybe you give the show the benefit of the doubt. But I, I, the way the Flash has been. I mean, it, the jokes have told itself when he said that. People saying, oh, yeah, just like the last five seasons of The Flash. Low stakes and goofy. I mean, <laughs> and look, Valdez has, he doesn't owe anything to The Flash in terms of, like, you know, PR or, you know, making a statement. I, I'm sure they didn't like him saying that, but if he's being honest, he's being honest, and that's not, that's not great, but. And, yeah, I mean, in well. fairness to Valdez, I mean, he, he seems to enjoy how they did it. I mean, he says he right. he's thought about it. That. He said he thought about it in season five and season six. He says that he seems to like where the writers landed on whatever this thing is. And uh, in the article, it says, you know, it'll be a silly situation that Team Flash must deal with before. Cisco says his tearful farewell. So I guess the episode may be goofy, but maybe his goodbye will at least be emotional. Because it has, it, it better be, you know, Sham. Because, like, this is a guy who's been just right there as, you know, Barry's right-hand man for the whole series so you know it would be bizarre kind of he just left on a whimper and it was just a ha ha joke and that was it 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, look, you guys know how I feel about the Flash. I'm not going to go on any, <laughs> yep. no, I'm not gonna go on any rants tonight. You know, I don't really have the energy. Uh, I, mean, I just call him Car- I just call him Carlos Valdez. So, I mean, uh, or uh, Oscar Valdez. I mean, Oscar so, Valdez. So you know, man, it's, it's late night here, man. <laughs> late night, you guys. Carlos Ramirez. That's the one that still Carlos gave me. Carlos Ramirez. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. Carlos Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, man. Look, man, it's a long night, man. Again, call the closer. Yeah, man. But um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. The Flash has been the Flash, you know. It, it, the show itself has not been good uh, for several seasons. It's just, you know, it's just how I feel. You got everyone that <laughs> listens to this podcast knows how I feel. The Flash hasn't been good. Um, you know, it's not a surprise to me that they gave him a goofy, you know, bad departure. I'm assuming it's a bad departure. If he's telling me it's a goofy departure, he shouldn't be having no goofy departure. Right. He's a main character on the show. It's probably an episode that I don't really want to watch. It's probably going to be some episode I'm not even going to watch <laughs> because it's some throwaway episode and they write him off the show. Um, and, I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame that, you know, that they have to do that. Shout out to Carlos Valdez. He's a fantastic actor. He's done a wonderful job throughout this entire series. Um, even though some of the writing has been kind of, kind of, you know, Cisco's kind of been kind of hot and cold towards Barry. Sometimes he's really harsh towards Barry for for, <laughs> for reasons that aren't really apparent. And sometimes he's he's you know like the jokey guy all the time. So I don't know. They they, they read yeah. write him very consistently sometimes. But uh, overall, Carlos Valdez has done a fantastic job. Um, but this show is just it's well. Just I mean, going. one of our favorite episodes. I don't know. Well, I don't even remember. I I, I don't want to speak for you guys. But one of my favorite episodes of the season was with him and Chester P. Rock. You know, going back yeah. to the, yeah. going back to the future. Episode. And what I will say, what I will say is, I feel like Carlos Valdez, in some ways, has been like one of the shining spots of these late flash seasons that have been uh, very poor, in my opinion. Like I think, yep. not, you know, it may not always necessarily be his his character arc per se, but I feel like his performance and what he brings to the table, I think, has always been welcome. And I think a lot of the larger issues of the show kind of go away from anything that really has to do with him. Um, so he'll be missed. I, I do. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know he'll be missed. He's he's a he's a really talented actor. I think Cisco Ramon is a was a a very fun, very uh, well liked, and just a really great piece to this kind of story that they put together with this unit. It'll be interesting to see how they move on without him. Um, but as crazy as it sounds, it's almost like, you know, we got like a, you know, it's almost like in, 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 in baseball like or in basketball where you got like a guy who, you know, hey, he's getting 18 a game, but, you know, the team ain't going anywhere with him. And he's been there for a long time. I don't I don't know if they're better without him, but maybe if they shake it up and do some different things and not to say that he's the reason, but. Just the shakeup itself may maybe spark something creatively that can turn the tide. Because it's a show that desperately needs it. I don't think that they were looking for Kavanaugh and Valdez to lead the door. Again, those two guys are among the most talented people on the actual show. But, again, maybe not having those guys will make everybody else on the team, actors and writing staff and directors included, uh, step their games up to 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 rise to the level. Because, you know, some of the things that, that, that solid 18 points a game that... 
you know, Carlos Valdez is, is putting on the, on on the on the court every night ain't going to be there. So they got to pick it up from somewhere else. We already know they've been on the slide. So, so I, in some ways, I'm a little excited about that. You know, the again the episode. I kind of wish it was a little more high stakes, but I'm actually going to be honest. I, I'm not. I'm not going to get too mad about it because and maybe it's a it's a, it's a kind of a bad sign because maybe it just means that my expectations for the Flash are super low. But I just feel like. I don't know if I trust them with putting another big story together and and handling this departure in that way. Like, I think that, you know, as you guys have said, like, you know, silly and, you know, low stakes, like, and goofy. I mean, that's what The Flash has been. So, as crazy as it sounds, maybe it's better if they just stay in character with how they exit the show. The show hasn't always been this, but this is what it's turned into. So... And they've seen, and like Kendall mentioned, they, we've they've been able to produce very good Cisco Ramon episodes, even the ones that are lighthearted and goofy during this bad time we've had with the Flash. So yes. do what you're familiar with, even if it may not make the most sense given the character's most important character's importance to the overall series. But I, I'm not actually too mad about that aspect of it because I think that this is something they may actually be able to do well. Um. So yeah, but what I will say though is. While I do feel that way, I do feel like it's also kind of an indictment on the show because as I was thinking about it when Kendall Kendall was the one who sent us the story earlier this week, of yesterday, um, like, I don't know if a show has ever dealt with criticism worse than The Flash. Because, and I, when I say deal with, deal with criticism, like, respond to criticism by changing their tune. Because you could, you, could, you could respond to criticism, you could, uh, you could, you know, deal with criticism and not actually not deal with it. You would just be, oh, I'm gonna do whatever I want. Like the Flash had a fundamental change after season three to be more of what people were asking them to be. Season three was season three was way too dark, way too uh, you know, kind of like uh, way too much Barry, way too much speedster, um, way too much you know. Iris and Barry, will they, won't they kind of stuff. All that stuff that people complained about from season three. They moved on from that and tried to go a different route. And I don't feel like they've ever found their footing since then. And I'm not saying, like I saw some people fight online. I'm not saying season three was good, but like they took that criticism and I don't think they've, they've ever, they've ever figured out what to do since then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, well, one, I will say, to give EJ credit, uh, Oscar Valdez is a, a fe- is a featherweight champion of the world in boxing. So, he didn't come <laughs> there up. There you go. Yeah, they're, they're, that new Oscar Valdez Box was a person. On the brain. <laughs> really? I haven't watched a lot of boxing recently. But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I think I think you hit the nail on the head that sometimes you got to stick, you know, stick it in your wheelhouse and you got to know that, um, you know, can they – can they handle a serious story uh, correctly? Um, I mean, if they do, if they if they try that and it ends up like the Mirror Master stories, it's just a snooze fest. It's not. It's not. It's not a uh, goofy. It's just a snooze fest. It's not not interesting, you know. But then there are times where they they try to do the goofy thing and it's just like, man, this is, you know, it's not boring. It's just stupid, you know. And it's, right now they haven't found the happy medium of just like. You know, not just being being interesting. 
Like Superman and Lois, I haven't completely caught up, but even in the early episodes that I've seen, it's it finds ways to keep itself interesting. Now, though, now maybe that's just a product of the new show. Um, the show being new in season one, so I'm automatically interested. But I don't know. I mean, you guys, you know, obviously big Game of Thrones fans. You know, how many seasons that last season? Seven seasons? Eight seasons. Eight seasons. That joint was always interesting. Now, there's a lot of turnover, things of that nature to keep it interesting. But sometimes it just comes down to the writing. You know, they have the cast. They have the actors. Some of the new actors I really like. I like the guy that plays Chester P. Rump. I have no issue with, with his character. I think he's going to be a fine successor to Cisco on the show. But, you know... He can only do but so much as a as a as an actor. As, as same with Carlos Valdez. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how long this show has in general. Um, they seem. I think they said something about some. A lot of them have extensions. They got extensions for a lot. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they got extended. We. I think. I, I don't know if we yeah, talked about it, but right. yeah, we might have covered that. You know, so it's like the show likely isn't going anywhere, but it seems like they need it's a just, real. Just spinning its wheels. It's just, really spinning its wheels. Yeah, I feel, I I feel like it. the Flash fandom, which used to be as staunch and as diehard as any show in this uh, in this uh, space, is now it's been beat up, it's been battered. It just it's not. It doesn't have the energy that it used to have, and it's sad because it's not like it's not because the actors, it's not because they don't nobody cares about the Flash because the quality of the show is there. Yeah, all these yeah. shows. And you're right; it's not yeah. the actors at all. No, uh, it's just the it's just the storylines, the storylines, the plot, uh, the writing, some of the dialogue. You know, retreading things that you know, uh, you know, just adding things to the story that just don't need to be there, and just re- just adding just really bizarre. I just I, at this point I kind of wonder you know because you know part of, I was sitting here as you guys were going through just how how rough things have been. Sorry, Flash fans who you know maybe listening to this and feel like man you guys are beating on the Flash again. I didn't necessarily mean for this to be this like this and talk about uh, Valdez, but like part of me is like man like is is uh is Berlanti just like Vince McMahon in like nineteen ninety six nineteen ninety seven like. Like not knowing what to do while he's getting his, his his behind kicked by WCW, and not really understanding that like the game has changed with wrestling, he's got to do something more bold. And I say that, but it's like, well, no, I can't say that because he's he does like Star Girl and he does Superman and Lois and he does, you know, and Titans have been hit or miss, but there have been some good moments there. You say no, he he's shown more energy and more creative. Uh, you know, just just more creative risk taking in other pro- projects than what we've seen in the Flash recently. Like, I, I just kind of wonder, just like like, even though it should be the most important property in his library, I don't feel like he treats it as such. Like, I don't like the Flash should be bigger and bolder than ever because it's. It's the oldest show. It's the show with the biggest fan base. It's the show with the most crossover appeal. And it doesn't get treated as such. Like, it gets treated as if it's just whatever. Like, you could miss episodes. It doesn't matter. You could Characters will get written off. It doesn't matter. It's going to be goofy anyway. 
Like nothing, nothing matters on that show. And I like part of me is like, I, like is he just kind of? I want to say maybe he just doesn't get it and he's just kind of lost right now. But sometimes I, I wonder if there really is that like attention and that hunger to do something that will truly like really bring fans in and really make them invested. I just, and I've told you guys off the air, I just feel like everyone over there is just super comfortable. Like, I just feel like the the writers, I feel like the production crew, the actors are doing what they can do with the, with, with what they're being given. I'm not, I have no beef with really any of the performances I've seen from the flash over the last three or four years. But I just feel like the, the, the story building over there, it just feel like they're comfortable. They know they have a fan base that will watch every week. Um, it's a pretty good number considering for shows that have been on for almost a decade. Uh, so they're going to live with that. They, they know they don't have to do anything of risk to, 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 uh, to keep that number. And I think they wonder at this point, because the show's been on so long, that does it, is it even worth doing anything of risk? It, if that, you're not going to see some kind of big thing in return. But at a certain point, like, again, just where's your pride? Like, I feel like we saw the slander Arrow was getting before the Prometheus season. And we saw a change. Yep. We saw, yeah, we saw a change. We yeah. saw the, the attention to detail, <laughs> the, the, um, the, what's the word? The urgency to, to, to make Arrow something that was respectable again was obvious from the beginning of that season. It just like looks like Flash is nowhere near that. And I feel like Arrow had that same energy for the subsequent seasons. It didn't always work. It wasn't always as good. I think that that season of Arrow is still the second best season behind the first one. But I feel like the other seasons, they were at least respectable and they were trying. I don't. I just have not seen that from the Flash. I feel like they tried early on and they got burned with Thinker. And they got burned with, uh, I guess, was it Cicada after that? Who was after that? Cicada? And I just feel like since then, yeah. they just kind of just been, the last two years, last year and this year, I just feel like they just, again, just going through the motions. Like, I don't. And it's rare I call out, you know, a whole team of writers and stuff like that. I don't normally do that. But I do that as a fan who cares about this show and cares about this superhero. And the superhero. You guys are going to keep doing it. It's a superhero that I've lived with well, my entire life. And I just think that it's it's unfortunate that someone that I care that much about in terms of an uh, artistic um, creation, right now I care very little about it being on TV because of what they've done to it. When that show was created... When Arrow was created, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I'll watch it." I guess Green Arrow show. I mean, it's not, it's not Smallville, but it's not Smallville, it, you know, it'll do. And when they brought in the Flash as a character on Arrow, I was like, "Wow, okay, we got the Flash." And when we realized he was getting his own show, that was even crazier. We're getting a Flash TV show. Me being younger, didn't even know there was a show back in the day, but I'm just like, "This is crazy." There's a Flash TV show, and every week for the first. Three years, really, the first two years, especially, but the first three years of on the air, must watch TV. And since then, it's been, you know, mediocre or below that. So, yeah, it's disappointing. It's not for a lack of interest in the character, not for a lack of interest in the characters they, they've made in the show. It's just the, the, the writing has, has been subpar. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, I agree with what, with what both you, everything that both of you guys have said. Arrow has had its kind of lulls, but it bounced back. Or, you know, at the very least, it bounced back enough to where we were interested. Though I would, I would argue Arrow bounced back in a major way uh, with its fifth season. Yeah, I think, Black, I, think we, I think we all agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the Flash has had no such bounce back at all. If anything, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And that and, and that, it doesn't. And you just I haven't and you just haven't seen anything creatively done on the show to suggest yeah. they're even trying to change the tide. It's like no. I mean I know guys I'm yeah. fresh off the Knicks losing the playoffs, but it's like watching the Knicks losing the playoffs. It's like like I'm not saying what you try is gonna work, but show me you you're trying to do something different from what's happening. And I don't you know, again I love Tibbs, shout out to Coach Tibbs, but I didn't see that from the Knicks in these last few games to end their season. I haven't seen that from the Flash these last few years uh, as they, you know, I don't know when the show's going to end, but as they kind of do these late seasons, I haven't seen anything. I've, I've again, seen very little creative movement to suggest that they, they feel like, damn, we're not getting the kind of engagement we're used to. Let's try to wrap, let's try to pick it up with something interesting. I don't know if DC has, their, has their hands, I don't know if DC has their hands tied, but I, I don't, I don't accept that considering, again, the Flash took, essentially a made-up character. It was a character that, that exists, but they did crazy liberties with um, and turned that into, again, I, I would argue the second-best season of the entire run of the show. They didn't need, you know, Lex Luthor or Darkseid to do a good season of Arrow. Like, so I, I'm not even going to go with the whole, oh, they're constrained because they can't use certain characters. You could do something good. I, I just, Again, I don't see the motivation or the energy to do that. I just, they look like they're just, people just, like, it's like community theater when I watch that show sometimes. It's like, y'all just having fun. Y'all just doing little kooky little stories. And that's yeah. it. And a lot of this goes well beyond comic book television. A lot of this is just regular television. Yeah, it's just good TV. Like, this isn't, a, this isn't yeah. a... Oh, this is clearly just something that's exclusive to comic book television shows. Having a, like, this is every TV show that goes past six, seven seasons... Has to find new ways to keep people interested. And can't, you know, and some a lot of shows start to wane in their their ability to keep people interested and their ability to write good stories. I'm not a Supernatural fan, but Supernatural was on air for a long time. You know, from when Smallville was on, and I was super young watching that, Supernatural was on. You watch shows now, is Supernatural still on running? It's still running, you know, like... This show's been on for a super long time. I don't know. I don't know what the formula is. I can't tell you if it's gotten awful since it first aired, but I don't think a show runs ten plus seasons without finding new ways to keep people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and that's on the same network. But it goes to it goes to television shows on, you know, on any you know Grey's Anatomy. Is that show? Still, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that show's still running. But that's it's another show that it's on for a super long time. It had to find ways to keep people interested so yeah no this isn't something that's exclusive to the flash but they just haven't been able to figure it out they they kind of like ej said they kind of rest on their laurels a little bit and you know it, it, it's easy to do when you have a contract you know i mean when you're not fighting to get picked up every year it's easy to be like it doesn't matter they're gonna pick us up anyway but two, and, two, you know yeah. look i'd love to get Someone from the CW on our show to talk about it, tell us we're wrong. Love to get one of the writers from the show, one of the the showrunner, on on and talk about it. Tell us how wrong we are about the show's quality. But they would never gonna they they never do that. But I feel like I feel like the only thing I hate about this game when it comes to like, uh, when it comes to this like movie TV game, it's not it's very unlike sports where you do something bad. Or something that's that's 
questionable or something that could be criticized. I just feel like it's very rare you see creators actually like step into the lines then and take a real interview that's not someone asking you difficult questions. Like they like you never see that. Like, um, I, I you know. No, yeah, know, the accent. I don't. I don't even want to bring his name up, but I just feel like, you know, for <laughs> for someone who does a lot of media, like I just feel like Zack Snyder's never really faced tough questions about like any of his creative visions. It's always been just like from the perspective of his fans, which is important. I think that that it has a place because they deserve a voice because there are a lot of their millions of them as we've seen. But I just think it's kind of like, it's kind of like phony. It's kind of, excuse reality, because we know that there are a lot of people who also have disliked some of the stuff Zach has done. I don't think we've ever seen him get ever get any pushback on some of those decisions. I only bring yeah, that well, example up. I have no beef with Zach. Cause it's not just him. It's, it's, it's everybody in Hollywood. Like I just, right. you can just do like whatever. Kevin Feige does the same thing. Now Kevin Feige. I mean, I feel like even, even David like, Ayer, like, I mean, he so. talks like he made a masterpiece. It's because the interviews he gets are all like, yo, we know Warner Brothers screwed you. Like, what were you had in mind? What were you trying to do? And it's just like, so we're not going to say, hey, what are you doing? Josh Frank has done any interviews since Fantastic Four. Yeah, they, so, <laughs> they don't. I'm probably older than you. And, and a few but, people who will say something will just say, yo, I, my movie sucked. Like, you'll have that every now and then. But, like, right. it, it's never, like, and to me, with, almost with movies, I can almost I don't necessarily need that per se. I think with TV, it's worse because again, with TV, if you're putting on years and years and years of of a show, and you never have to answer for any of the decisions you make, and you have a blank check from the company, which is what Berlanti has had, you face no accountability. So we keep getting these seasons of The Flash. Like again, this is there have been a lot of problems on that show and. And I've just, again, sometimes you'll hear these creators, like, volunteer that they have a, a chip on their shoulder, something to prove creatively because they feel like things didn't work. Again, I feel like I was hearing that from Arrow people during around that time they were doing season five. I've never heard that from anybody working on The Flash. Everything I hear is that they're all doing great, they all have fun, and they're all making money. That's all I hear from them. Like, I don't hear the... We know some things didn't work and we're trying to fix things. I, I hear how everything is great over there. And again, and, and uh, you know, I know TV line did this and this is, you know, this is Carlos's farewell. I'm not saying they got it. I'm not looking for them to hammer him when he wants to talk about how he's leaving the show. But I, if it's not, then when are we ever going to get that kind of accountability? This is never going to happen. And that's, I think, a part of the problem for the situation. But uh, shout out to Oscar Valdez on whenever his next boxing match is. <laughs> and shout out to Carlos Valdez on his run on the flash. Because regardless of our criticisms of the recent seasons, again, he has been a, 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 a shining light on the show and, and a great talent. I'm looking forward to seeing where we may see him in the future now that he'll be more freed up because he won't be um, doing the flash uh, for such a large part of the year. But I think that's a good place to wrap this edition of New Generation Hero, New Generation Hero Talk. So, Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. 
Also, be sure check us out on on the YouTube New Generation Media. Make sure and uh, yes, yeah, so definitely make sure you check out New Generation Media. Also, make sure you check us out on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcasts, and Facebook, New Generation Media. You can also find us individually on social media. Shamar can be found on MTSham22 at Instagram and on Snapchat. Ken can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. And you can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Kendall, Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.